Welcome to the Less Doing Podcast, where you will learn how to start living more by doing less. Let me help you optimize, automate, and outsource your entire life so you can focus on doing the things you love. Now here's your host, Ari Mizell. So Carrie Bentley is the CEO of Lifehack Bootcamp, and she and her husband travel around the world, and they're very focused on productivity. And we're going to talk about productivity as a sport today. So Carrie, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Thanks so much for having me. My, my pleasure. So uh, before we get into the sport of life hacking, um, you, you live a very productive life and a very outsourced life in a lot of ways. And uh, are, Last time I talked to you, you guys were in Costa Rica, I think, or Colombia. Yeah, Colombia. Yeah, we're still in Colombia. We're we're here for the next couple months, really enjoying it. Um, and we've been traveling around the world for the last couple of years, been to over 30 countries at this point. So yeah, it definitely requires a lot of systems and productivity to make sure that our business can still run and travel. And so what country has made you the most productive so far? Um, let's see. I Gosh. I would have to say it has been nice being here in Colombia because it's just easier to get things done here. There are so many services you can buy. And um, for just an example, we have a full-time live-in cook who makes all of our food. Um, She makes ketogenic for a demure. She makes all of my special dishes that I like to have. And it saves us a massive amount of time. And of course, it's incredibly affordable. Yeah. So, well, that, that's, that's awesome. Obviously like, you know, do what you do best and outsource the rest. We obviously understand how that works. So what is the business that you run? Yeah. So Lifehack Bootcamp is a productivity and lifestyle design organization. And the reason why we started it was we were actually not productive back in the day. Um, I think a lot of people have been in our shoes where they're working really hard jobs, nine to five jobs, just trying to get ahead any way you can. And so we just felt like we were working way too hard and getting just a modicum of the cash and prizes that were supposed to come when we were successful in our career. And so it, if life is kind of like a Rubik's Cube, we found that we could only solve for that you know, career or success side by sacrificing all the other sides. You know, sacrificing our health and our family, our friends, our quality time, you know, even our marriage. And I think the conventional wisdom has always been just, hey, grit and bear it and just hustle harder. And we probably would have done that. But um, similar to you, actually, Ari, we both live with chronic illnesses. So our mind probably would have just kept on going, but our bodies just gave out. And we were both hospitalized and our doctors told us, hey, you know, if you don't change something, this is really going to impact your entire life. You know, forget having a career. Talk about just being able to live a normal life. And that really just kind of slapped us in the face and made us make a vow that we needed to start over with a blank slate and focus on lifestyle design and focus on optimizing for all sides of that Rubik's Cube, not just this career side. So what does that look like in practicality now? Like what? You know, what does your team look like? What do, what kind of programs are you offering? Yeah. And so, I mean, fast forward a couple of years later, we've, we've been in business for almost four years now. And we truly have started to feel like we've cracked that lifestyle design code. So we're actually making more money than we ever did before. Um, we're, we run a business that makes a difference in the world. We work between 
you know, 25 and 32 hours a week. And we live this travel heavy lifestyle. And, you know, through our 60 day life hack bootcamp program, what we do is we actually train people in how to get things done in this way so that they can solve that Rubik's cube for themselves in whatever way that looks like. And so what what's super rewarding about this is we're living our mission and we're living our passion at the same time, which is never something I was able to experience before. Um, and to answer your question about sort of what it looks like on our team, I what I love about our team is we embody these same principles with our team members. So everybody works 100% remotely. Many of them travel full-time as well. Um, our focus is very much on fulfilling our mission and getting this workout into the world. Um, and it, and, and it, as a result, the, the success has sort of come through that, not, not as a result of just pushing for more and more money. And so what is your, so the team is all over the place. Or well, like what, how many people do you have with you? And, and, you know, how do you guys communicate mostly and how do you project manage with that remote team everywhere? We have about 13 contractors and four full-time employees. And that's, this is the most people we've ever had. And as the, as you know, that, that number can fluctuate. And in fact, it's always better to have, I think, fewer people than more people. And honestly, we communicate almost a hundred percent through Asana. So we have a really tight project management system and we, we have a heavy focus on planning and then spending about 80% of our time just executing on that plan. Um, so as long as we stick to just day in and day out, some core productivity principles and making sure we're staying on top of um, focus, attitude, stamina, and time, that's our sort of fast methodology. It's an acronym. Basically, the entire team lives that methodology and is able to stay on top of communication no matter where they are in the world. So what, how do you, and, and so you and your husband being partners, what's that like? How do you, do you, how do you manage that? <laughs> do you have like a really clear definition of yeah. roles and you're the CEO, not him. So how does that work? Yeah. You know, it's a lot of people ask us about this and it's been such a fun process figuring out what that looks like. Um, basically the number one piece of, piece of advice that we have to give to other people who, who want to potentially work with their significant other is make sure that number one, your relationship comes first. You know, the business does not come first for us. It's about the business serving our lifestyle design. And that keeps us from getting into a competitive place or, um, something where we're, we're disagreeing on an issue for no particular reason. And it's, it's impacting our relationship that's the number one piece of advice. And the second piece is kind of what you were saying, which is make sure that there's really clearly defined roles and responsibilities. I am shocked at how few people have this in their business. And it's, in my opinion, it's one of the number one reasons for miscommunication, not even in a relationship, just in a team. You know, if, if people don't understand what they're responsible for and what outcomes they need to provide to the team, then they're going to end up having, you know, more miscommunications, more deadlines will get missed. Um, they're going to have more questions. And so we keep everything extremely siloed. Um, so as an example, I'm the CEO, but Demir, my husband, is the head of coaching. So that means that anything relating to the coaching or the curriculum, he gets final say on that. Does he ask me for my input if he's struggling with something? Yes, of course, he'll, he'll ask for my input. But at the end of the day, if we disagree, and I'm, and I'm saying, I think this is a bad idea and that you will fail if you choose this option, it's still his right to make that choice. And it's my job to go along with that choice. 
So then for you sort of day to day, for you uh, personally, what, what is your, like, what does a day look like for you? And I, and I, I hate that question when I get it, but it's, it's, it's still a valuable <laughs> question. Yeah, I, I was actually just thinking about this earlier this morning. Um, typically what it's been looking like recently is Demir and I will get up together around 6 or 6.30 and we'll take our dog for a walk. And we're new dog owners, so this is a, it's a completely different thing for us. And it's felt really luxurious just taking an entire hour first thing in the morning to be with the dog and do something great for our health. And we use that time to run a sort of mini morning routine where we talk about what we're grateful for. So at least three things per person. Uh, we talk about what our number one priority for the day is. We talk about anything that might have changed in the week that we need to let each other know about. And then when we come back home, it's like we've we've already pretty much started our workday and we're ready just to hit the ground running, um, getting some good timed work blocks in. So we'll probably do that for, for a couple hours. Um, typically for me, that's three or four hours a day. And then around 1 p.m., our cook has this amazing lunch ready. And it's such a great stopping point because before we had a cook, it was so easy just to keep working, right? And sort of that disease of the workaholics where you just can't stop. And at one o'clock, the food's ready. So you have to put it down. You know, it's, it, it would be rude not to. And so we have this amazing break where we get to speak in Spanish with our cook. And after that, um, we take a nap oh. together. And I, yeah, I know it's <laughs> super cute. <laughs> um, but it's also really important, as you know, I mean, nap time. It's so amazing. And this is what I'm talking about with lifestyle design. It's not really the big things. You know, it's not, I think that the memories I have are great of traveling around the world and that kind of thing. But it's the day-to-day -day things you're able to do that because of our lifestyle design, we've made possible for ourselves. So this 25-minute nap is just, it's like hitting the reset button on your day. You know, you're just starting to get tired. You used up a lot of your cognitive load. You've probably gotten a lot of things done, but you know, you're also probably starting to get frantic about things that haven't happened yet. And laying down for a nap means that you wake up and you feel like it's a new day. It's, it's quite amazing. And then for the rest of the afternoon, what we typically do is, um, is either I'll clean up some, some excess work things, but typically what we have is salsa lessons, Pilates lessons, or Spanish lessons in the afternoon. Um, that, that's between you know, 3 and 6 p.m. And then we're off for the rest of the evening. So then when you're looking at planning, uh, and so how do you guys do like quarterly planning? Like how far do you, do you plan? Yeah, we typically, well, we plan every day on the first of the year. We plan out our entire year. And that's sort of the, the big, big picture strategic planning. And then every quarter we'll do, we'll give it a refresh. And then even every month um, and week, we'll just take a look at it. And so what, what is the focus then this, well, we're coming up to the end of the year here, but what has been the focus for you this year? Yeah, the big focus this year has been scaling. Um, we've spent the last three years figuring out a product that actually gets amazing results for people. And we have made that product the best possible product we could make it. And now the whole, the whole trick is, well, how can we scale our impact? And how can we deliver the same exact quality of service, but to massively more people? So um, we've tried a lot of different things around that. But I think in the last few months, really, we've really cracked the code on that. Uh, we've been able to scale our boot camps and get more people enrolled in those. Um, and we've been able to scale our introductory membership programs um, and, and get more people enrolled in those as well. So it's really felt good that we can um, have the impact that we've been wanting to make, but yet not increase our stress levels or our, the hours per week that we're working. And 
let's get to this conversation about productivity as a sport. So you said that you sort of see this as something that's being missed in a lot of the productivity work. And I agree. So what's your take on it? Yeah. So my take on this is we have clients who have probably read more about productivity and systems than we have. But yet you look at their lives and you don't see the results taking effect. And in my opinion, I think that you would agree with this, Ari, the winners in today's environment are simply the people who can take their knowledge and turn it into action. We all love to learn new things. I love to learn new things all the time. But if we don't put it into practice, it's like we don't even know it. I mean, even this podcast, right? For example, we're going to hear this amazing podcast and we're going to get so excited and jazz and we're going to be like, yes, Ari and Carrie, they really know what they're talking about. I'm going to totally put this into practice. And then a few weeks later, we've realized that we really haven't taken any action to make a significant change in our lives. So I firmly believe that we all have the knowledge. We just aren't putting it into action in the right way. Um, and so the, the way, in my opinion, that, that, that we need to approach our productivity is that we need to approach our productivity like training for a pro sport, not just passively learning new information. And that's, that's always been our focus at Lifehack Bootcamp. That's why our programs have, you know, the high 97% plus completion rate in an online course industry that averages like, a, I think it's three or 5% completion rate right now. And listen, I mean, obviously there's so many amazing courses out there these days. I've taken so many courses myself and the knowledge is out there. The knowledge is awesome. And the people who are posting these courses are rightly thinking you know, it took me decades to learn this stuff and I'm just distilling it down into these gold nuggets and just handing it to you. The problem is it's not working. People aren't taking that knowledge and turning it into action. And in my opinion, it's not either party's fault. It's actually that we've all been raised with this didactic education model, the classroom model. You know, since grade school to college, we just sit in front of the teacher, we passively learn a subject, you know, we memorize it for a test and then a week later, we've forgotten it. And I think that the most valuable things in life can actually only be learned just by doing them a lot and exposing yourself to experiential education. You know, not just productivity, right? Like take leadership. You can read every book on Gandhi and, and Martin Luther King and still not be a leader. You have to actually experience it. And of course, pro sports, right? You can read every single book on basketball and your reflexes won't be any better. I mean, I am certainly a living example of that, right? I am not at all good at sports, but simply because I don't practice them. So in my opinion, you know, music, athletics, martial arts, friendship, spirituality, relationships, going on and on, like the best things in life just have to be practiced. And it turns out that productivity is in that category, right? Like, you know, if, if I have clients that could teach me about productivity, but yet are not implementing those same tools themselves, then that is where the problem comes. And that's where I think a lot of people feel frustrated and just hypocritical because they, they can't figure out how to turn what they know into what they do. And we see that all the time uh, in, in the work that we do as well. And I, a lot of that, I feel like gets somewhat fixed with accountability, which a lot of entrepreneurs lack. Um, part of the problem with being your own boss is that you're your own boss. Absolutely. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, I mean, in, in order to get intentional, effortful practice, you definitely need accountability. And um, honestly, the hack for it 
in my opinion, is just increasing the amount of accountability you have. So instead of just having a coach, have a buddy and a coach. Or instead of just having those two things, add a team, a team of people that you respect that are all working towards a common goal. Um, I mean, it's an extremely potent form of social pressure because it's just programmed so deep into our DNA and we're just social creatures in that way. So definitely, I think accountability is extremely effective in elevating discipline. So is this something you think you'll be focusing on for your next year for 2019 planning? Yeah, I mean, we uh, basically for, for our programs, we have a layered accountability practice built into that. And let me tell you, Ari, when you coach productivity and you talk about things like accountability, you better be walking the walk, right? Because you know, we Demir and I wake up just like any other person and we have days when we fall down, but we have even that extra motivation to make sure that we're always staying on top of our game um, just so that we can provide a really good example for our clients. So yeah, so even for ourselves in, in this year and in next year, um, we make sure to always have a coach, have a coach that's in our corner, you know, be, being part of different mastermind groups and, and communities where we really feel like our feet are being held to the fire in the right way. Um, and honestly, it makes our job so much easier as an entrepreneur. And uh, who do you go to for coaching? Um, we go to a variety of different people for coaching. Um, right now, we have gone to, um, have you heard of this, this amazing program in Los Angeles called MITT? No. So MITT stands for Mastery and Transformational Training. And this is, an, this is actually one of the group experiences that really opened us up to the power of social accountability because they provide an experience for you where it is impossible to hide out and it's impossible to make excuses. And that's really what accountability is, right? We, we don't want to get on a call with our accountability buddy and, and sort of say, oh, well, you know, my boss threw this on my plate this week. So it's really not my fault that I didn't get my goal done. At the end of the day, it's, it's absolutely our fault. It's absolutely our responsibility. Um, and so MITT was one of those programs that really opened our eyes to that power of like, hey, if you can provide the right sort of accountability and sort of in your face accountability, then you'll be able to get really good results. Um, so that's a, that's a program that really sticks out at me. Honestly, we'll do different personal development programs every year just to try them out. So a great example being Tony Robbins' um, Unleash the Power Within. Went last year, tried it out. It was awesome. Um, would I do it again? I don't know. But just getting out there and having a commitment to getting coaching and getting personal development experiences um, is one of the things that consistently moves us forward. That's great. And, and, and I also, I like, I mean, it goes with what you're saying about being really intentional about very deliberate about these these sort of growth patterns that we want to see for ourselves. So what are your, this is the last question, what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? Yes. So number one piece of advice is to have a daily productivity system that enables you to practice productivity like a sport. So for us, this is our FAST methodology, which stands for focus, attitude, stamina, and time. If you have those four elements locked in on a daily basis, then you will succeed. It's one of the shortest methods we found to make sure that we're succeeding no matter what it is we're trying to accomplish. So that's number one. That's probably number one, two, and three, honestly. Um, number two is to make sure that you have not just one layer of accountability in your life, but up to four layers. Four layers and 
you are like not guaranteed, I guess, but you are more than likely to make sure that your feet are being held to the fire in the in the best possible way and that you're not just self-sabotaging yourself. Because how many of us have always have said, hey, I'm going to write that best-selling book this year. And then because no one is breathing down our neck about it, we just casually let that that dream goal go. And 10 years later, we still haven't written that book, right? So accountability is probably my, my second most important tip. And then number three is have a bias towards taking action. I think one of the biggest ingredients to our success, and people always ask me, oh my gosh, you're so young, but yet you've done so many things and you seem to do it so effortlessly. What's the secret? Well, the secret is simply not overthinking it and diving right in, taking action and not making it mean something about yourself if you fail or if you don't feel like you're an expert at that thing yet. So those are those are excellent. I always love hearing the variety of answers to that question. So where can people find out more about your programs and hopefully sign up and check them out? Yes. So you can find out, out about Lifehack Bootcamp at lifehackbootcamp.com. You can also shoot me an email. I'm happy to answer any questions you have via email. My email is Carrie, C-A-R-E-Y at lifehackbootcamp.com. Carrie, thank you so much for being uh, here with me and talking. And I wish everybody good luck in their productivity journey and get the help wherever you can. Uh, I, I should point out that I, I, there's all sorts of different productivity methods. And I never look at anything like this as like a competitive kind of thing. I think that what works for one person is what they should do. Um, I don't like systems that are out there that try to tell you that you do it this way and you'll be more productive. And if you don't do it this way, then there's something wrong with you. So I, I want you to find that right. wherever you can and, and carry and put together some really great programs. So check them out. And uh, Ari, thanks again. Thanks so much for having me, Ari. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing podcast. At Less Doing, we help entrepreneurs who have opportunity in excess of what their infrastructure can support to set up systems and processes that empower a team to ultimately make themselves more replaceable. That way they can optimize, automate, and outsource everything in their businesses in order to be more effective. If you want to find out more about Less Doing, the podcast, the blog, the books, and all of the wonderful programs we offer to help you get from where you are to where you know you want to be, go to lessdoing.com slash podcast and check out our OAO blueprint so you can get started today.